Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Alongside my co-host, he's the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, and I'm a little worried for him today. <laughs> pastor Ken Keltner. Uh, I love talking to Southern people, though, oh, Mike, boy. I tell you. If you start talking about Coach Doug's mama or stuff like that, I'm going to kick you right out of the studio. Our special guest, he is uh, the head baseball coach at Sam Houston State. And his name is Matt Deggs. And, and Coach Deggs, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. Uh, how you doing? My honor. I'm, I'm uh, privileged to be on with you guys, Mike. We're doing great. Uh, it's been a whirlwind since we got home. Uh, obviously, didn't expect this thing to do what it's done and uh, just proud to be a part of it. You know, and for anybody who doesn't know, and trust me, the majority of the people that are listening have sent me that video because I've gotten this video more than anything I've ever gotten. And uh, Coach Deggs was was at a press conference after their last game at Sam Houston State when they got beat. And he talked about, you know, these guys on this team and he talked about being out of the game. and, and, And trust me, if you haven't seen it, you need to go go to YouTube and just Google Matt Deggs, D-E-G-G-S. And that's the first thing, the first 15 things that pop up will be this because it's it's gone viral. And I just reached out and thought, well, I have gotten enough guys that have said, hey, have you tried to reach out to this guy uh, for Faith in the Zone? And I and, and so I thought, let me give it a shot. And I went through Andrew Pate. And, and by the way, if you get a chance, Coach, please thank him. He's been wonderful for me to work with. Oh, he's the Yeah, I really, uh, I thank you, thank him so much for the assistance, Coach. When when you got done with that press conference, did you have any idea that this thing would go viral like that? No, we, uh, you know, we walked out of there and uh, actually made our way to the bus, and uh, and then all the parents were standing out there to to welcome us and uh, actually address them and. just from the heart as well, and it's my understanding that was put out there as well. So uh, I had no clue, you know. Went back to the hotel, and uh, my family was there, and we just kind of unwound and went to bed and woke up the next day, and it was, uh, you know, all that anybody could talk about. Hey, Coach, and we're going to continue to talk about it, and but I wanted to, in this first segment, talk a little bit about your background and history. And before we do that, here in Milwaukee, 38th round, in uh, in the draft, uh, we picked a catcher up 
from mm-hmm. Sam Houston State, Robbie Rojas. Tell us a little bit about him. I I read a couple of the things about him, and man, he was the he was an awfully good baseball player for you guys. He was your catcher, and and your quote was, and I and I love this this quote. He uh, he's become a grown man and a leader. He's become a servant leader. The best compliment I can give him is he's the straw straw that stirred the drink. He's always hosted the party. Everyone's really played hard for him. And as a catcher, you love having a, a guy that's a leader and, and a servant leader at that. Thirty-eighth um, round, you know, you never know if these guys get a chance to to make it to to Milwaukee. But this is a kid that you're going to miss. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, he, uh, you know, thirty-eight thirty-eighth round doesn't do it justice. I I thought, uh, you know, that was about twenty-five rounds lower than I thought he would go. Uh, I thought. He was a top ten rounder for sure. Uh, don't let his size fool you. You know he's about five six, five seven, one ninety, two hundred. Uh, but you know it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And he is a uh, he's a little yeah. stick of dynamite for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like myself as a second chance guy, had been at Oklahoma State and things didn't work out. And uh, we were happy to get him, and uh, he made the most of another opportunity, and and uh, really and truly uh, found out who he was, and and you know kind of what the Lord had in store for him, and mm-hmm. uh, he went out and used everything that God gave him every single day. That's for sure. Hey, coach, let's talk a little bit about where you grew up and and how you ended up uh, at Sam Houston State. It's quite a journey that that you have uh, you have been on. Did you grow up in the, in the Texas in in the state of Texas? Yes, uh, me and my wife both grew up uh, in a in a little coastal town, uh, just right across the bridge from Galveston, called Texas City. We're about 25 minutes south of Houston. Uh, grew up there on the Galveston Bay, and uh, was fortunate enough to get to play college baseball at Alvin Community College, and uh, made my way from there to a small NAIA school in Dallas called Northwood. Uh, which was really kind of a baseball factory at the time. I think we had nine guys go out and play professionally off my team there. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get to play professional baseball for three years. Uh, realized I wasn't good enough to get to the big leagues and did what all average players do, started to coach. And uh, <laughs> had the opportunity to jump in with Dave Van Horn, who's now the head coach at Arkansas, and Rob Childress, who's the head coach at A&M at Northwestern State. Uh, coached there for two years, got married, picked up my master's degree, uh, then went from there to be the head coach at Texarkana Junior College in Texarkana, Texas. Uh, left there after five years, went to the University of Arkansas with Coach Van Horn and uh, was the recruiting coordinator and hitting coach for three years. Uh, left there and uh, went back to Texas, to Texas A&M with Rob Childress and was the associate head coach, uh, hitting coach, recruiting guy. Uh, for almost six years, I uh, got fired. Uh, like I said in the press conference, was out of the game for 430 days. I uh, was fortunate enough to get picked up in the middle of the season in 2012 by UL Lafayette. was there for two and a half years, and then God opened this door, and we've been here for three years now. Mm. Coach, in that press conference, and, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, um, when you talked about being out of the game for 430 days, what was that like for you? Uh, you know, it's the most humbling experience that, that you can go through. Uh, God totally stripped me of everything, uh, including my family for a period of time, uh, friends, uh, what I thought was my life in baseball, uh, mm-hmm. what, I, what I thought was my identity. 
but what I've learned is, you know, nowhere in the Bible does God call you to be a baseball coach or a baseball player. Uh, he only calls you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbors yourself. And uh, so it was very, very humbling. It was very trying. It was dark at times. Uh, there was times I didn't know if I could go on. Uh, you know, and the, the the entire thing was just a, a, a gigantic journey. And uh, it was there was a lot of lessons learned. Uh, I didn't realize what they were until I look back now and try to put things into perspective. Uh, there was a lot of growth. Uh, God took several things from me. And, uh, you know, the biggest lesson I learned, and uh, you guys may disagree with this or agree, I don't know, uh, but the biggest lesson I learned when you're dealing with addiction, because I had a drinking problem, and uh, the biggest lesson that I learned is that God is not going to help you. Uh, you can pray all you want, uh, but, uh, you know, I was the world's worst about praying while I was in the middle of drinking 10 or 12 beers, God, please help me stop this. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. what I found out was the light does not live in the darkness, and the darkness is not going to live in the light. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until... I decided to stand up and take action that I realized real quick that God was standing there. And uh, he grabbed my hand and uh, hasn't let go ever since. Coach, I, so I'm in tears at this moment, and I'll tell you why, because yeah, it's similar to, to, to your life. And, and I tell people on this show that we have guys on this show that the worst thing they ever did was steal a candy bar. Uh-huh. And then we've got guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry and uh-huh. myself that went through some some really ridiculously, I, I don't know how else to say it, immature time in, in my life, and and I agree with you. You know, it took me to go down to see a guy named Pastor Darrow at Eastside Baptist Church because I was about to lose everything I had in my life. And I, and I said, look, I need some help. And, and this pastor said, you know, I knew you'd come. And I said, how'd you know that? He said, your wife's been praying for you for years. I knew you'd show up. I just wasn't sure when you'd be here. Mm-hmm. And and you know what, Matt? I, I'm telling you, I agree with you 100 mm-hmm. percent. Because after you know, after some tough nights, I would I would say, Lord, you got to help me. I'm not. I don't know. I got to stop this stuff. But not until I I made that decision to accept him, accept him, and say he was always there. He was the door was open for me to go through. But he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna you know answer my prayers because. I, he knew I was going to say, okay, thanks, and head out three days later to have one more. That's right. So, that's right. Matt, I, I, I appreciate you you, mm-hmm. uh, you talking about that because that's a lot of what we talk about here on Faith in the Zone is, you know, there are times that you have to be able to say, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't. Mm-hmm. This isn't who I am. This isn't who I want to be. You know, and I know for a fact, and there's a song that we play on Faith in the Zone where he says, look, I'm not the man I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. 100%. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt, I agree with you. I, I appreciate your transparency of, of sharing your heart with us. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into the, the segment of, of how God has you know been working and, and how you came to him. But uh, just listening to... Uh, you share what you shared there. You're absolutely right. God, God will will take us through those um, deep valleys to um, to bring us to Him. And uh, I, I came to the Lord early in my life, but I, you know, there were times that I was thinking, well, maybe I can pray and God will help me get out of this mess that I'm in. And usually, uh, He was spanking me in that process. 
And I, uh, I'm, I'm thankful to this day for, you know, the Lord's chastening hand in my own life. So sure. I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, as we get on in the broadcast with, uh, with where you are yep. and, and, and how God has used all that and how you came to him and how your journey of faith began, because everyone we've talked to, Mike, and I tell you all the time, I even start saying it at church, even, you know, from the pulpit that uh, a person's journey of faith never gets old. Never. I mean, whether yeah. whether it was the Apostle Paul and, and how God Certainly. knocked him off the donkey or whatever he was riding at the time to get his attention, uh, I'm just so grateful for the love of God and that Jesus was willing to die and uh, be willing to save us from our sins. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing on here with Matt. Hey, and Matt, before we get to a break, um, that this team that, that you coached, and we'll talk about them a little bit later in the show, but in, in that press conference, when you talked about you know how these guys loved each other and how they cared about each other, been a basketball coach for 35 years, and I understand that if you have a really good team that does really well, but they don't like each other, and it's just a challenge to get to practice every day because of all the nitpicking and I need to get mine and you're not getting yours and I would much prefer to have a team that does good you know they do they do okay they don't have the kind of success maybe some other teams but these are the guys that hang out together these are the guys that are saying to me look we're up 15 with four minutes to go can't you get Charlie some time get him in for me so I've had teams like that like you had talked about in that press conference you know, somebody, a player came up and said, give him my last at bat. Put him in so he can catch an inning. I, I just loved those type of teams. 100%. And that's, uh, you know, that's very fulfilling when you get that. And uh, when you get it, you better hold on to it and love it and embrace it because it's not, it doesn't come around, you know, all that often. Uh, I tell the guys all the time that alone, any of us are, are quite ordinary, uh, but together we can do extraordinary things. And, uh, you know, anything is possible as long as you don't care who gets the credit. That's and, right. Uh, we're fortunate that we've got a bunch of guys that buy into that. Hey, uh, Pastor, we can get to a break, but i got to read you one quote um, from an article that I, I read as I was doing some of the research for this. Um, Coach Dag says they they talked about us as being David in the land of Goliaths. Yeah, Matthew nineteen twenty six says, "With uh, man, this would uh, be possible. With uh, with with God, all things are possible." Mm-hmm. And that is what uh, the ball club is all about. I love that stuff. Yeah. You know that for me. And mm-hmm. and this is look, I don't know how many people in our listening audience know much about Sam Houston State. I I don't. But after after listening to this, I went right and started looking at Sam Houston State. I started looking at the college. Started looking at some of the sports teams, and and it made me take notice to what they're doing at Sam Houston State and certainly with their their baseball program. And we're going to continue to talk to Matt Deggs. He's the head baseball coach at Sam Houston State on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest is Matt Deggs. He is the head baseball coach at Sam Houston State. Again, if you have not seen uh, the press conference, it, it has gone viral. 
Uh, just Google Matt Deggs, and it will come up. Uh, head baseball coach again at Sam Houston State. After they got knocked out, uh, Florida State knocked them out. There's a part of that press conference that has, uh, like I said, just about every coach I know has sent me a link to that and said, have you watched this? Have you thought about uh, getting Coach Deggs on Faith in the Zone? And uh, for you guys, I have. And we, we have him on right now. I want to thank, again, Andrew Pate for uh, the help that he has uh, put in to get to, uh, get this interview uh, up and running. Um, you know, Pastor, when, when when Coach Deggs in that first segment talked a lot about, you know, the darkness and where he was in his life, um, you know, we kind of looked at each other and smiled a little bit uh, because doing Faith in the Zone, we have heard from from some guys in the past that were in a similar situation. We had the offensive uh, tackle or, or the center from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. who wasn't drinking, but he was, he was utilizing uh, painkillers, and he ended up you know, crawling into a rehab place on his deathbed. And then, and he, and he's, he was a Texas guy, went to Baylor mm-hmm. and he said, look, I, you know what? That's where for me, that was my rock bottom. And the Lord wasn't answering my prayers during the time until I said enough. I, I don't want, I don't want this lifestyle anymore. What I need to do is turn my life over to you. Mm-hmm. And that's when mm-hmm. his prayers. So when yeah. coach Dex talk about that, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, and as he was talking about light and darkness, I mean, it was like the book of first John uh, is what I was, was picking up on. So coach, I, I'm excited about uh, you just sharing your, your testimony, your journey of faith, how you came to know the Lord, and uh, take as long as you want. We love we love uh, this part of the of the broadcast. This is what Faith in the Zone is all about. Just as far as how I came to know the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, for me, I was ten years old. I was mm-hmm. in uh, my mom went to a Baptist church, and my dad went to an Episcopal church. And on this Sunday, I wound up going to a Baptist church, and just felt the Holy Spirit grab me by the collar and pull me down the aisle. And uh, gave my life to Christ, and uh, 100% convicted about it. And uh, you know, it was uh, funny because uh, at the end of the service, after I went down and, and professed my love for Christ and uh, et cetera, shaking hands with the pastor when it was time to leave, he said, "Okay, I'll see you back tonight for the baptism." <laughs> and I said, no, I won't be back tonight. And uh, I didn't know what that went hand in hand with it. And, well, uh, so, well, sometimes it is pretty quick, but you, yeah. that, that's kind of surprising sometimes. I thought this was one-stop shopping. And, uh, so. Anyway, awesome. uh, fast forward, uh, lived my life uh, after that, uh, like most typical male athletes and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, just – just not really truly living for the Lord as I grew up and uh, kind of rededicated myself in 2004 and mm-hmm. uh, really uh, started to learn the Bible and baptized by the Spirit. And, uh, you know, that's the scary part for me, and I know it speaks of it in Hebrews, is all the time that I was living as an enemy of the cross uh, a few years ago, I knew the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know how he's going to deal with that uh, mm-hmm. when I see him, but... Uh, you know, I know that that's the case. And mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, I've known the Lord my whole life. I grew up in a family that loves the Lord. And uh, so uh, that's that's kind of my story. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. 2004, rededicated myself and leave Arkansas and go to A&M. And, uh, you know, probably around 2009, 2010, really start to kind of get sidetracked. Yeah. 
Well, uh, exci- I mean, that you came to the Lord, uh, you trusted Christ at the age of 10. I, you know, I came to the Lord early in my life, and there are struggles from there. Uh, obviously, the the enemy, the Bible tells us, be sober, be vigilant. You know, your devil, the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So, there, you know, once you come to Christ, there, the battle is on, and he wants to try to make sure we don't take one person to heaven with us. So, uh, I'm sure that that was a huge battle going on, and Satan was trying to to really sidetrack you. And yet, God is faithful, and and uh, He brings us back to Himself. It might be through some difficult and dark days, but the Lord is faithful. That's one of the greatest affirmations in all Scripture. Is in First Corinthians one nine, just simply says, "God is faithful." So one hundred percent. My my favorite was you thought it was a one stop shop. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great yeah. line. Yeah. You know, I, I, I coach. I was in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Uh, one time, I, my daughter was thinking about going to school at Pensacola Christian College, and so I took her there for a visit. And the pa- I went to a Bible study on Sunday, and and the pastor was talking about he was ten, and he was at a youth camp when when he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior. And in the morning, they were playing football. He was playing football with with you know thirteen, fourteen year olds, and they wouldn't throw him the ball and. And then they took a break, and and he had lunch, and then they had some speakers, and that's when he accepted Jesus Christ. And in the afternoon, he went back and played football with these older kids, and they threw him the ball, and he caught it. And all these older kids were like, man, that was a great catch. And he thought in his head, well, of course I caught it. I'm saved now. And so the the next pass he dropped. And he fell to his knees, and he started questioning whether he was saved or not. And I just, you know, I think of that story a lot when I hear about kids that are, you know, younger that that accept Jesus Christ. And then he went and talked to the the guy, and, and the guy said, "Okay, let's have a conversation about this because that's not exactly what what we're talking about." Hey, Matt, um, are you? And and I talked to college coaches about this. Are you as comfortable? Um, outside of the locker room, talking about your faith as you are inside the locker room. Oh, one hundred percent. Good for 100%. you. One hundred percent. I, uh, you know, when I was in one of my darkest times, my mom sent me a Bible verse, uh, Revelation uh, three eight through ten. You know, uh, I have opened for you a door that nobody can shut, and I've closed a door that nobody can open because you have kept my word and not denied my name. And mm-hmm. uh, my actions have denied His name, but I can tell you what. Uh, throughout my life, I know uh, in my heart that I have never denied his name. And, uh, you know, my conviction for that, uh, I will tell you this, I know this life is very, very temporary. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will always, you know, I was dead. And uh, just like Lazarus, uh, Jesus said, get up. And that's essentially what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my mission now is that I have a platform and I will use it to build men mm-hmm. and tell my story and try to help other people. Yeah. You know, Matt, that is uh, it's wonderful to hear. Uh, we had Tony Dungy on and he uh, he's written several books and in his books, he's usually always talking about platforms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have four boys and I'm always talking to him about no matter wh- where you find yourself, you're praying that God would allow you to find favor with others and give you a platform that you can can share the uh, the important emergency message that Christ can save you from your sins because you know if the bible's true which we believe it is and a person dies without Christ they go to hell and um, God said I'm not willing that anyone should go there and he gave us the the mission and the responsibility and I 
I, I tell guys all the time, what a if God gives you a platform to share that message, uh, that is that that's the working of God because He wants that truth out. And I'm glad, I'm so glad to hear that that's a passion and a platform for you that God's given to you. Well, you know, like I said, He saved me, and and when He did, uh, obviously. Uh, there was bigger things in store because now I'm a living, breathing, walking uh, witness to uh, the fact that His grace is greater than my sin. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is that's absolutely that's, true. At the end of the day, that's the message. Yeah, and uh, I grew up in a pastor's home, uh, Matt. They say pastors' kids either end up in the pulpit or they end up in prison, and uh, who knows where where I was heading. But my dad's favorite verse to me. Uh, as I was progressing through my Christian life was, uh, can you remember Numbers thirty two twenty three? be sure your sins will find you out. He said, my prayer is that as you walk with God, when you veer off the path, that God will spank you to get you back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I got to tell you, I've been spanked and that, that's not fun. But uh, it, it's a great, it's a great comfort to know the Lord's, I'm his because sure. he's not going to let me get too far. Sure. Well, that, that's good for you guys. You're, Matt, your mom sent you a beautiful verse here. Dad said that to you. My dad was a bricklaying mason who's been gone a long time. He just said, "Don't be lazy, boy." Yeah, you know, yeah. you get to hey, you get to church Sundays. Don't fall asleep when you're in church. That was the back the, back in the day at the Catholic church where I went. And he said, uh, "Whatever you do, young man, don't let them put on your gravestone. Here lies a lazy man." And I well, said, "I'm biblical as well." Yeah, I mean, sure is. You don't you, you don't you don't work. You don't eat. That's the Bible. But I was <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> you know what, what, do you, what, what do you mean? I'm seven. He well, said, "Get out and cut the grass, boy. Don't be lazy." Well, you must have been listening because I've never caught you sleeping in church yet, Matt. Uh, oh, you haven't caught me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, Matt, I got it. Every Sunday, man, I sit far in the back to the right when pastors preach. I got preach my it. eye on him. He, he, <laughs> he looks at me a lot. I don't know why, man, but I catch you. I used to think he thought, you know, maybe you could hear me singing because I, I, I'm tone deaf. I can't sing a lick, but I don't oh, think man. I don't think that's it. Well, let's get to a break. I want to talk to Matt about recruiting. And and if this comes up when he's out talking to some of these players, because I'm sure that that you know word gets around when you're a guy that of high character that that is is trying to get kids to a different level, not only as baseball players, but and I'll quote uh, Coach Deggs on this: as coaches, we're in the business of developing men, well-rounded men that go that are going to be great husbands and fathers, guys that do things the right way and leave a legacy for their family. Uh, I want to talk to him about his recruiting style and and uh, if this is you know helps him or hinders him and we'll do that on the other side of the break. He is Matt Deggs. He's the head, uh, the head baseball coach at Sam Houston State, and this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner. He is the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest is Matt Deggs, the baseball coach at Sam Houston State. Hey, Coach, for people that don't know where Sam Houston State is, um, where are you guys located? 
We're in Huntsville, Texas, which is about an hour north of downtown Houston, uh, just right up Interstate 45. Mm. That makes you a Texans fan, correct? 100%. Diehard. So, boy. So, well, J.J. Watt's doing some good things in, in, uh, in your community. Everybody loves J.J. I can tell you that. He is a... Uh, He's the most popular guy in Houston, and it's probably not even close. Let's say uh, Jose Altuve, James Harden would be second and third. Hmm. How about not Sa- that close? And what about Sam Decker? He's a Wisconsin boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I'm telling you, you guys are going to love second Decker. Or third guy off the bench for the Rockets. So. Yeah, yeah, you wait. You know what? About two years from now, he's going to be the man. He uh, he grew up about 45 minutes from Milwaukee. And yeah. uh, to the north, and, and, and a small town called Sheboygan. It's not that small, actually. And if you, I'll tell you this, Matt, if you haven't ever seen it, he hit a shot his senior year to win a state championship game at the Cole Center, senior year in high school. That if it, it, when we get done um, with this interview, just Google Sam yeah, Decker High yeah, School. Yeah, you're going to go, oh, you got to be kidding me. He hit a fadeaway three from the corner. He dribbled the ball all the way down, three, four guys on him, and he just, he hit a turnaround fadeaway from the corner to win a state championship game. Wow. Oh, at and the buzzer, huh? At the buzzer, yeah. We're just glad he got healthy this year. I yeah. think this was his first time being healthy, and so uh, he had a lot of productive minutes for us. Yeah, hey, if you happen to see Calvin Sampson, Coach Sampson, there with the Cougars, uh, tell him I said hello. He was okay. up here. He was up here as an assistant coach in Milwaukee, and – I flew in on a Sunday night. We had a bad snowstorm here, and a fellow from Nebraska was picking me up. And I looked over, and there was uh, Coach Sampson. He said uh, he was coaching with the Bucks at the time. He said, "Hey, I, you, you you look like you're from Oklahoma." I said, "I am." He said, "Can you give me a ride home?" So that's how that's how we got. I go, "Well, the guy giving me a ride is from Nebraska," and he said, "Ah, uh, Nebraska never beat us when I was at Oklahoma, so I, that's okay I with me." I don't mind. I don't mind that. Hey, uh, Coach, who is um in, in the conference that you're in? Who's the rivalry game? Who are who are the teams that Sam Houston State that you guys uh, get after it with? Well, hey, this league, you know, I've I've been fortunate. I've coached in the SEC. I've coached in the Big Twelve, and I can tell you what, this league is a dogfight. And uh, you will, if you don't show up ready to play, you will get your butt kicked in this league in in a hurry. Hey, coach, is Dallas Baptist? Are they? No, they're not in our league. They're Uh, not in your league. Okay. Southeastern Louisiana, uh, they're extremely good. McNeese State is very good. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is a longtime rival mm-hmm. of Sam Houston State. Uh, there's just a bunch of really, really good ball clubs in this league. Hey, Coach, the uh, the weather in Wisconsin, we always get ripped on because it gets a little bit nippy up here in the winter. But, man, come summertime, you guys don't play much outdoor baseball come July, August, do you? Oh, no, that's our kind of weather. We're, uh, we're <laughs> there right you at go. home in that. Uh, it's the cold stuff where we're not very good. Yeah. Uh, so if it's cloudy and cold, you can count us out. But the hotter, the better for us. You mm-hmm. you bring those tough boys from Sam Houston State. You bring them up to Wisconsin in March. Let's play a little baseball. Yeah. Well, play 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 Brewer. You know, play <laughs> yeah. at Miller Park. They'll be fine. No. Yeah, get us inside. We'll play. No. Yeah. Why are you doing? No, we won't play them outdoors, man. And we'll play outdoors. <laughs> we are no good in cold weather. You get us hotter the better for us. Hey, don't worry, uh, Coach. Mike Mike likes to talk smack with everybody we have on. In fact, uh, we had A.J. Ellis on. I said, hey, if Clayton's pick, pitching and Mike gets in the in the batter's box, where are you going to throw at him? He goes, oh, we're going to plunk. And Mike was saying, hey, I'll, I'll hit him. 
I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go deep. You're not going to find that ball. He better not hang one. I'm going to turn on it. My hips are still quick, Coach. Yeah, he said, we're going to pl- we're gonna hit him. We're going to put him on first base. And Mike was like, oh, that's, that's nice. Why are you going to do that to me, a 95-mile-hour fastball? And he goes, oh, we'll get you on first base because I want to see you take a half step and Clayton throws you out at first. Yeah, he'd pick me off, he said. <laughs> man, they weren't showing me the kind of respect I deserve. Man, no, I'm, I don't deserve I can't even hit a softball in the church softball league anymore hey matt when you're out recruiting uh kids that come to sam houston state i would think that that they certainly some of these guys especially if they're local players understand who you are and what you're all about does that help you in the recruiting process or at times does that hinder you uh, i don't believe anything can hinder you uh because if something hinders you with a certain player then they probably did you a favor uh <laughs> So if that were the case, then we'd be guaranteed to get our kind of guys all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we sit sit every kid down that comes through and just tell them our, our, uh, the four legs to the table of our program, which is our vision, our mission, our expectation, and our standard. And uh, our, our vision is really simple. It's 40-plus wins every year, top 25 RPI, uh, conference champs, tournament champs, regional champs, chance to walk through the gates of Omaha. And then our mission, and this is really the teeth of the program, is uh, to develop you as as a man. And uh, mind, body, spirit, we're looking to develop well-rounded men uh, that are ready to rock and roll when they leave out of here. Uh, And then develop players, make sure they graduate and win championship rings together. Uh, Our expectation of these guys is that they get really good at what we call the three M's, manage your time, be organized, master our routine, and make an impact. Uh, Mm. Within that expectation, we expect a lot out of you in the community, uh, in the classroom, uh, Mm. your work ethic, and then uh, to stay off results and love your teammates, practice hard, play hard. Uh, The beautiful part about all those things is they take no talent. They just take a lot of want to. And Mm. uh, so – we uh, we map it out from A to Z when we sit down with guys, and uh, if they want to be a part of it, uh, we know that they're all in. And I would think with the success uh, of this past year that I would think recruiting is uh, off and running for for next year. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we've we got a lot going for us to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. We have unbelievable support here. We'll put 1,200, 1,500 in the stands every game. Mm-hmm. Uh our administration is incredible, great vision and leadership from our president to our AD on down. There's a huge network of donor and alumni here uh, and former players. We have probably some of the best facilities in the country for any mid-major, and then we're probably the best located baseball school in the state with the amount of talent uh, that's just in a 100-mile radius of us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with those three factors, uh, we're going to win, and we're going to win on a national level. Mm-hmm. And coach, you, you uh, as you were talking there about what kind of player you're you're looking for, you it sounds like you really coach inside out. You you want their heart and and you want uh, uh, that that wholeheartedness and that commitment, and then you move from there. Correct? Yeah, we're looking at we got to see it in your eye. We want to yeah. see it in your face, mm-hmm. and uh, I can see it. I can sniff it, and <laughs> I can smell it out. And uh, you know, we're looking for guys that still drink from a water hose, and uh, we're not looking for anybody that. Uh, Mom and Daddy's flipping them a Gatorade over the fence uh, in between innings. So uh, we are a throwback program with old school values. Uh, we make no bones about that. Uh, this is a high accountability program, and we're looking for guys that that play hard and uh, have a passion to play this game. 
and uh, those are the kind of guys that we call OKGs, our kind of guys. And so uh, we flip every rock looking for them, and uh, obviously they have to have some ability to go with that. And, uh, you know, we won't settle until we find that. We were talking to Matt Deggs. He's a head baseball coach at Sam Houston State. Again, we, I reached out to them and, and uh, went through Andrew Pate, who's been just a really good assistant um, for, for me, assistance with, with getting Coach Deggs on. Uh, if you haven't seen the, the Facebook and, and the, I guess the press conference part that went viral, uh, just Google Matt Deggs. It's D-E-G-G-S. And, again, the people that are listening to the show, I would almost guarantee 100% of them have seen that uh, that video because, again, it, it went viral, and I've been sent it a lot. As a high school basketball coach, you know, people are like, Coach, have you seen this? Isn't this great that, you know, listen to what he's saying about I wish our country was was, was yeah. more mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach, when um, – I'll, I'll tell you this, Mike. Uh, I honestly – and I was telling somebody this yesterday because it's been a whirlwind for me since I got back. It's I can't t- I can't even count the – I just started a Twitter account just to, to say thank you to everybody. Uh, I can't even recount what I said. I, I couldn't tell you what I said uh, in that press conference. I truly believe that uh, I was just a vessel carrying a message and uh, very honored that, that God chose me to do that. But the way this whole thing went down is – we lost a hard-fought game uh, on Saturday, and I woke up, was doing my quiet time uh, Sunday morning, uh, preparing for the that day's game at the Super Regional, and uh, the Lord spoke to my heart clear, very crystal clear. Uh, one sentence said, tell your story, and uh, there was no denying it. And uh, so as selfish and arrogant as I am and uh, egotistical, I thought immediately, awesome, Lord, we're going to win this thing. And, uh, you know, I said, I will tell my whole story as soon as we win these two games and are going to Omaha to the College World Series. And uh, so uh, fast forward to that that night's game, and uh, it wasn't until we got beat 19 to nothing. It wasn't until we were losing like 14, 15, 16, 17 to nothing that the light bulb went off in my head. And uh, I said, oh, Lord, you want me to do this right now? And uh, that's when I realized that this was going down, this was going to happen. Wow. Boy, he is Matt Deggs. I'll tell you this, if if you uh if you've got a a son that's a, a really good baseball player here in the state of Wisconsin and I'm talking at a at a truly high level and uh I I would check out this program and I would possibly send an an email. I don't know if you recruit, you know, these these boys from from the north. They're, look, I I know this that they don't play as much baseball here in the in in uh, grade school and high school as they do uh, where you're at. So there's they their arms are a little bit fresher. If you're looking for some <laughs> some pitch, maybe here in the Wisconsin is where you need to start looking at, Coach. I've had a, I've had a couple of players from that area. Uh, Daryl Madey was a right-handed pitcher for us from Wisconsin, and then uh, had a catcher uh, at Arkansas named Brady Toops. He was yep. from Minnesota, and uh, so uh, you know I, I know that area, and there's a lot of good baseball up there. There is. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll uh, finish up. We'll uh, continue with Matt Deggs again, head baseball coach at Sam Houston State. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. 
Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest has been a good one. Really enjoyed this show, Matt Deggs, head baseball coach at Sam Houston State. During the break, uh, Pastor Ken, we were talking a little bit about uh, maybe some highlights. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you want my highlight from the church softball league? Or well, I don't... You, you could you could go down the first baseline really <laughs> man, well. You, I, I, hey, liked how I you... hit more doubles in the singles than anybody <laughs> in the history of that league, man. I hit them in the my well, I, I was cheering on. for you. Hey, Matt, my biggest fear is if I hit a one-hopper to the right fielder and he threw me out, at first, I was just going to get my stuff, get in the car, yeah, and go well. home. I'm never going to yeah, talk. Gonna live that down. No, ever. I'd have to ch- change churches the whole bit. My whole life. So I said, I need to retire. Matt. I don't want the right fielders started coming closer and closer. I thought, yeah. no, I can't hit it over their head anymore. And they throw me out. Yeah. I'm, I'm back at East Side or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Coach, what, what, what have been a couple of highlights for you, whether it was this year or in the past? that you 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 think about that you know you you, you love to if someone coaching asked you, wise coaching no, or playing well, yeah i want uh, i want to know if you hit a gate a walk off in seventh grade or something i've uh i don't know i've i really try to to live a life of humility and and i don't i, I honestly i just uh I don't know. I don't. I have a tough time talking about stuff like that. Well, talk but, talk uh, about something just, with coaching, with watching those guys out there. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to play professional baseball against all the odds, uh, and then, you know, after being fired, uh, coaching wise, uh, you know, I, I I helped take over a team at UL Lafayette that that was. 23 and 30 uh when i came in at mid-season the next year we were 43 and 21 as the largest mm. turnaround in ncaa mm. and then the next year uh we were 58 and 10 we wow. were two wins off the all-time record we were the first mid-major in the history of the ncaa to be the consensus number one ranked team in all five polls at the end of the year and uh it was just a remarkable remarkable uh testament to god's uh just how he rewards faith and sacrifice and obedience uh this year uh you know the the year that we had this year is uh that is right up there with uh just because it was about perseverance it was about responding it was about getting up uh after you've been knocked down and just continuing to come and uh, do it for your brother and do it for the guy next to you. Put personal results aside. And that's what this year's team was all about. I think the coolest thing that's ever happened to me is uh, A&M is probably 45 minutes from here. <laughs> and uh, So yeah. we all live in what's called the Brazos Valley. And so uh, three years ago, uh, I actually got this job right around me and my wife's anniversary. And uh, it was in June. And and her her Bible verse that day that I got the call that they were going to offer me the job was out of Genesis twenty eight fifteen, and Genesis twenty eight fifteen says, "I will be with you and watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised." 
And the crazy part about that is 15 was my old number for years and years while I was living as an enemy of the cross. And 28 is the number that I wear now, and it was only because it was the only number they had left when I got to UL Lafayette. And so uh, the verse is 2815. Mm-hmm. 28 is also my wife and I's wedding anniversary. It's also uh, the day that I quit drinking. It's also the day that I got the job. Yeah. Uh, this stuff is stuff that you cannot make up. You can't and, make uh, that up. To bring us from Louisiana uh, back to, to, to the Brazos Valley and to say that I will bring you back to this land uh, is something that I still live by every day. Hey, Coach, in, in closing, we just got uh, a few more minutes. Um, I know that you're married. You have three children, correct? Uh-huh. Um, and is Kyler, is he, a, is he a baseball player? Do you see him? Never uh, played. Uh, my son has never shown an interest in sports. Uh, he is an academic guy. His logic is off the charts. And as we speak right now, uh, he's trying to get into MIT. Uh, mm-hmm. When he was, like, 13, 12, 13 years old, he built a server for our house. Oh, uh, man. He's developed a couple of apps. Uh, he's actually uh, going into his senior year, and he's uh, doing an intern in the IT department at a huge, uh, what's the largest specialty contractor in the United States down in Houston. So hey. uh, he has great gifts as far as that's concerned. And then we've got a 14-year-old little girl named uh, Claire and an 11-year-old named Chloe. Would you let Kyler know I said good things about him on the radio? Because we're all going to be working for him one day. That's what and, I tell you. Know, <laughs> you just, hey, I think Kyler's the greatest kid I've ever talked about on this radio station. Because one day he'll own this radio station. I want to no be able. To, about it. I want to be able to go back. You know, there's. Uh, we all talk about retirement fund. That young man. I, that's that's awesome. He built your. He built a home. It. He built that when he was how old? Uh, he was in. Grade was he in? He was in seventh or eighth grade, so 12, 13, 14 years old. I just learned to tie my shoes when I was that, <laughs> that age. My goodness, good. Well, good when he was for about him. three, we knew he was special because we had to lock, uh, this is a true story, we had to lock the breaker box outside because he was getting into the breaker box and wanting to try to jack with the wires and, you know. Um, <laughs> and so we knew uh, we had our hands full at that point. Yeah. Hey, hey, Matt. What um, with Sam Houston State? What do you guys got coming back? You got a good nucleus of players coming back from this we, year's team. We uh, we only lose five guys, and uh, so we return just about everybody. But the five guys that we uh, did lose, they were all alpha dogs. I mean, they uh, they were key contributors, and so uh, we lose five, but we lose a lot of leadership, and uh, we lose a lot of ability, and so. Uh, we're going to have to make that up through recruiting and, and have some guys turn the corner that are already here. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest, and I said it after the, the Super Regional, I thought we were a year ahead of schedule this past year, and uh, this season coming up is the year that we've all had our finger on for the last three years. So we're excited. Well, you will go from being uh, the the hunt hunters to the hunted. and. Oh, yeah. uh you know, as coaches, we, we know if kids can handle that. I love having a team that can handle that part of it, where all of a sudden you've had some success and you're not shy about it. You know, we understand that we're the team people are now starting to look at. Coach, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, congratulations on, on, you know, a great program, uh, a really great message that, that you are leading men 
um, young men into you know being good fathers and good uh, providers for for their uh, their families as they get older. And I wish you nothing but the best, Matt. I really appreciate it, Mike and Pastor Ken. Appreciate yeah. both you guys, and God bless y'all and your families. Thank you, Matt. You, appreciate it. Thanks for your your time. And that's yes, Ma- Matt Deggs, the head baseball coach at Sam Houston State. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.